today on Commitment to Truth. Have you heard the true gospel message? Well, if you can check yes to that box, yes. I believed in the gospel message. If you can check yes to that box that you put your faith in Christ. And then the question of, have I been baptized? Well, if you cannot check yes to that box, you should consider being baptized. Because it's an outward sign of our faith, our conversion, and our response to the gospel. It's an outward sign that we identify publicly with Christ. And that word identify is so important because we take a stand for the gospel. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Good morning. My name is Larry Lewis and I oversee the ministry here at Commitment Community Church. And our DMP ministry stands for our discipleship making process. Well, it's my privilege today to speak to you about the importance of baptism. So from time to time, we take a pause in our sermon, our series, and we have baptism services. So you may be wondering, why do we have baptism services? Well, it's part of the discipleship making process. And also, this service gives us an opportunity to reflect where we are in our walk with Christ as it relates to baptism. And it also gives us time to allow the Holy Spirit to move as needed in our hearts when it comes to baptism. So, during that time of reflection, thoughts may enter in your Thoughts designed to prevent you from moving forward and being baptized like, I'm not ready. But if you put your trust and faith in Christ, you're ready. As a matter of fact, that is the requirement, that you put your trust and faith in Christ. Or it's not necessary for me. As a matter of salvation, it's not because baptism does not save us, but as a matter of obedience, it is necessary because baptism is our first act of obedience. Or maybe you're thinking, I just want to get things right in my life first. I want to get everything together before I go ahead and get baptized. We will always be dealing with that on this side of heaven. And if we want to get things right or better than they are, then we probably should submit to baptism. So it's important that we look at that. And I had to take a look at that during my um, walk with Christ. I was saved at a young age. And then I just got baptized because it was the next thing to do. But I don't know if it was done with full immersion or full understanding. So as I grew in Christ and I learned the importance of it, some 20 years later, I was rebaptized. And what I came to understand is that baptism is important because it identifies us with Christ and it prepares us to serve Christ through our first act of obedience. So today we're going to look at our main text is going to be Roman, I mean, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 8, verse 34 to 39. But as a backdrop, I would ask that you go and read 26 to 33 because it gives you an um, understanding of who the Ethiopian eunuch was, how Philip had an encounter with him, and what was happening at that encounter. So our main text is going to be Acts, uh, 30, Acts 8, verses 34 through 39. So let's pray and get into the Word of God. Heavenly Father, we ask that you clear our hearts and clear our minds, that you remove any obstacles from hearing from you today, dear Lord. 
We pray that you work in the hearts of those that are considering baptism and even those that have not considered being baptized. Just let your word do what it does, dear Heavenly Father. So give me the words to say. Remove me, all of you, Heavenly Father, as we look at this important um, biblical truth of baptism. In Jesus' name, amen. So in Acts chapter 8, verse 34, it reads, The eunuch answered Philip and said, Please tell me, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or of someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning from the scriptures, he preached Jesus to him. And they went along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he ordered his chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip as well as the eunuch, and he baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuch no longer saw him, but he went on his way rejoicing. So the first question that we want to ask today is, how does baptism identify us? Or, I like to say, how does it supernaturally identify us with Christ? And the answer to that question is because baptism is an outward sign of our conversion. So let's look at the definition of that word conversion. Conversion is our willing response to the gospel in which we sincerely repent of sin and place our trust in Christ for salvation. If you put your trust and faith in Christ, you've had a... We were all once lost, but through our faith in Christ, we're now found. We were all born into sin, but through our faith in Christ, we're now born again. We once tried to live life apart from Christ, but now we will live with him. And through our faith in Christ, his spirit lives in us. So baptism is an outward sign to the world that we've heard the gospel message, we've responded to the gospel message, and that we belong to Christ because we put our trust and faith in the finished work of Christ. But what is the gospel message? Because there's a lot of messages out there these days, and we can all attest to that. But 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4, explains the gospel message. And it reads, Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you, which you also received, in which you also stand. By which also you are saved if you hold fast to the words which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for the sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. The gospel message simply put is Christ crucified Christ buried, and Christ risen. That is the gospel message. And we see the Ethiopian eunuch hears that gospel message, and he responds. If we look at Acts chapter 8, verse 35 through 37, 
It reads, Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning from this scripture, he preached Jesus. Jesus crucified, Jesus buried, Jesus risen. And as we keep reading, it says, As they went along the road, they came to some water, and a eunuch said, Look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart. Remember in Corinthians, it said, Unless you believe in vain. So Philip used the scripture and said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered, said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. The answer to the question, why should we be baptized today? It depends. Have you heard the true gospel message? Well, if you can check yes to that box, yes. I believed in the gospel message. If you can check yes to that box, that you put your faith in Christ. And then the question of, have I been baptized? Well, if you cannot check yes to that box, then you should consider being baptized. Because it's an outward sign of our faith, our conversion, and our response to the gospel. It's an outward sign that we identify publicly with Christ. And that word identify is so important because we take a stance for the gospel. In Romans 6, verses 3 through 4, it explains how we identify with Christ through baptism. Romans chapter 6, verse 3 through 4. It says, Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ raised from the dead through the glory of our Father, so too we might walk in newness of life. Baptism identifies us with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that word identify is very important. A definition of identify is to associate someone closely with another. It is to regard something as having strong links with another. Or is to think of something as being the same as something else. The someone that we identify with through baptism is Christ. And the something that we identify through baptism is the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. So baptism supernaturally identifies us with the death, burial, and resurrection. And I say supernaturally because we don't have to go through our own death, burial, and resurrection. But through baptism, we identify, we come, bring the old to die, bury it, full immersion, and it rises again. And we see this statement of identification made even at the baptism of Jesus. So if we look at Matthew 3, verse 17, It reads, And behold, a voice out of the heavens said, This is my beloved Son, whom I am well pleased. God made the public statement about Jesus. And all he asks us to do is make a public statement for Jesus. And we should be comfortable making that public statement for Jesus, particularly here in the church, among other believers in the household of faith. Because if we struggle to make that statement of identification here, how much more difficult would it be to make it among unbelievers? And in so many different situations, we are willing to make public statements of identity. Football season's coming up. 
And soon you'll see a lot of jerseys, many the wrong color, but you'll see a lot of jerseys being worn. So when you put that jersey on, you are making a public statement that I identify with this team. Unless you were like me, I was really, really bad at sports. I mean, I made the team, I got the jersey, um, and that was part of the no kids left behind, but I never got into the game. <laughs> I was the poster child for every kid gets a trophy. So <laughs> I just stopped asking the coach to put me in. Soon I stopped wearing the jersey, and then soon I just stopped going to games. But baptism is different. It's like putting on the Team Jesus jersey. It lets everybody know that you're part of Team Jesus. And unlike my coach, God, our Father, wants to get us in the game. He wants us to run his favorite play that none should perish and all should come to know him. And once we're on that team, we get to run that play. And it just gives us that recognition. Like, you know a uniform officer, his uniform. So if danger occurs, you're going to look for a uniformed officer. If a situation occurs on your job, are they going to identify you as the person that you should go to for prayer? If your family's having a difficult time, are they going to identify you as the one that they can go to for a word of comfort, a word of encouragement? So baptism helps us to serve. It helps us get into the game. And that takes us to our second question. How does baptism prepare us to serve or supernaturally prepare us to serve? Well, baptism is an outward sign of our obedience. And let's look at the definition of obedience. It's compliance with an order, a request, or submission to another's authority. Obedience is tough. And any time we try to obey the word of God, there's going to be many things to prevent us. But once we put our faith in Christ, the Holy Spirit takes residency in us, and it's his job to help us to do the work. It's his job to help us to walk in obedience, and it's his job to help us to walk in all righteousness. But we're still wrapped in the flesh, and its job is to keep us out of God's will, to prevent us from obeying. So we're always going to have the things against us, against something that's relatively easy as submitting to baptism. And I say it's a requirement because the Great Commission commands that we as believers are baptized. Let's look at Matthew's chapter 28, verse 19. It reads, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So there's going to be many things that prevent us from doing what's required. Maybe it's a verse that you're wrestling with in your head. Don't let that confuse you because Satan even tried to use the scriptures when he was tempting Jesus in the wilderness. Maybe it's you need clarity on a biblical application of a principle. Well, submit to baptism and it will become very clear how to apply that principle. Or, like I said, maybe you just want to get things in your life together 
we will always be dealing with that on this side of heaven. So you want things to start getting right? Submit to obedience. They'll be better than they were before. I can pretty much say that based on the authority of the scripture. And let's look at how the Ethiopian eunuch obeyed. And how he dealt with those things that were trying to prevent him. In Acts chapter 8, verse 36 through 38, it says, As they went along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, Look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? Well, we have water. What prevents you from being baptized today? In verse 37, And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he ordered his chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water, Philip as well as the Ethiopian eunuch, and he baptized them. He heard the gospel. He put his faith and trust in Christ. And then he submits to baptism as a matter of obedience. He orders his chariot to stop. He puts his life on pause. He didn't allow the distractions of life to prevent him from being baptized. So maybe today, someone needs to put their life on pause. Stop your chariot. Don't let these distractions get in the way of you obeying what is commanded by God as part of the Great Commission. And if we look, even Jesus had to deal with preventions. John the Baptist himself, when we look at Matthew's chapter 3, verse 13 through 15. It reads, And then Jesus arrived from Galilee at the Jordan, coming down to be baptized. But John tried to, uh, but John tried to prevent him, saying, I have need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered and said, Permit it at this time, for in this way it is fitting for all righteousness to be fulfilled. Look at Jesus' response. Permit it for all righteousness to be fulfilled. So, for us to be fully used by God, we have to first be willing to obey. God is our Heavenly Father, and our Heavenly Father would not give us more responsibilities if we haven't done the first thing that He asked. What parent, even earthly, would do that? And the Scriptures liken it to building a house on a bad foundation. If we look at, look at Luke uh, chapter 6, verse 46 to 49... It says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and acts on them, who's obedient, I will show you whom he is like. He's like a man building a house who dug a deep foundation and laid a foundation on a rock. And when a flood occurred, the torrent burst against the house, and it could not shake it because it was well built. Verse 49, but the one who has heard and has not acted, disobedience, is like a man who has built a house on the ground without any foundation, and immediately it collapsed, and the ruins of the house was great. So baptism gives us that firm foundation, and we see that in the baptism of Jesus Christ. If we look at Matthews 3, verse 16 through 17, Jesus gives us the perfect example of obedience and we see that something occurs in the life of a believer when they obey. Matthew 3, 16 through 17 reads, After being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting on him. 
And behold, a voice out of the heaven said, This is my beloved Son, whom I am well pleased. What we see occurring here is all three parts of the Trinity actively working. We see God the Father speaking. And we know when God speaks, things happen. He makes the identity. But when God speaks, things happen. We see the Son, God the Son, acting in full obedience. And we know when we obey, things happen. And we see the Spirit of God descending, pouring down, and equipping the faithful. And we know when the Spirit of God is at work in our lives, things happen. So, baptism and our obedience supernaturally prepares us to serve. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit are active in the lives of believers. But we want to get them supernaturally active in our lives. We've got to obey that first step of obedience. Amen? So, the answer to the question, why should I be baptized today? It could be because I want the world to know that I am with Jesus. I want to supernaturally identify with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I want to put on the Team Jesus jersey. Or, as a matter of obedience. Because I want to be fully utilized by God in my service to Him. Thank you for listening to our message from Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.